0: Hallelujah and hallelujah. I want to welcome you this morning to the house of the Lord, wherever you are, whatever you are doing. Listen, there's no distance, and we thank you if you are joining us, multitudes, for the first time. It's a privilege for us, we never take it for granted, and we know that God has given us an allotted amount of time to do what we're going to do in this life for his name's sake and for the kingdom and then we're going home and the only thing about that whole statement is we don't know when we are going home which means we have to be vigilant all the time and if you haven't shared this service with somebody if you're new just whatever way you're online right now if you'd just be so kind somebody may miss hell because of what you do right now so we want to we want to invite you to do that and while you're doing that i want to encourage you to get your bible unless you are operating a a piece of equipment at work and you're listening to us in some kind of headphones or that's old school for airpods or if you are driving down the road you can't do it but everybody else i want you to get a bible And I want you to go to the second uh, book of Corinthians chapter 7, and while you're doing that, I just want to let a few of you that may have missed the announcement uh, last week, well, this week on Wednesday, and then today we are naturally uh, streaming only, and then this Wednesday we will be live streaming only again, but you need to stay tuned because this road is going to have a lot of twists in it and we are going to listen to the voice of the Lord so we may be back in here on Wednesday nights before you know it we may be here in in other nights whatever it looks like in a prayer group or or whatever but we are not ignorant of the day we're living in and we believe what the Lord told us to do to be about his business not to forsake the assembling of ourselves and and to do it even more so so We want to just remind you about the schedule and also on, uh, let's see, I have a schedule right here on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights from 6 until 8 over at the Laurel Hill campus free of charge. There's men and ladies uh, exercise room with state-of-the-art equipment in there both for the ladies and the men and between those hours you can go. And, you know, we'll keep it to a minimum so we don't have a crowd in either place. And if we have to alternate and have sign-up times, we will. And, of course, right now we don't have registration on Sunday. But you just need to make sure this coming Sunday that you are here. We'd like to get people in the building by 10, 20, if, if possible, because we, we, we've got to get everybody seated properly. And we also like to make sure that you didn't get a uh, a dose of a fever or something on the way to church. But right now, we want to go to God's Word and we want to invite you to do that with us. And I've got something special to share with you uh, today, and especially at the end of this message, I have a very important piece of information that I will Uh, share with you if the Lord uh, allows and time permits, but right now I want to take you to one of uh, many passages where the Apostle Paul talks about the comfort of God and the fact how God uses His people to do comforting work for Him. And I want to tell you that this is something that That all of us, the ones that are here, the ones that are watching, we we need to take this in as much as we can, because we need to be aware that there's something that will not change, it, it won't weaken, and it's not dependent on anything but God's goodness, and that's that God is able to comfort us in everything that we go through with and things that we have not embarked upon yet, but we will. So if you will look at the fourth verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and we're going to read three verses there together. The Bible says great is my boldness of speech toward you great is my glorying of you I am filled with comfort I am exceeding joyful in all tribulation imagine that for when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. So he he meant, Paul was saying physically, we were worn out, we were mistreated, we were uh, mocked, we were made fun of. So their flesh was under uh, constant attack and persecution. And he also said everywhere we looked, everywhere we turned to, We had all kind of tribulation and wherever they went, they were always involved in fighting of some sort, whether it was the people fighting them physically or the people fighting against what they were doing. They always faced this and I'm going to say this later on in the message, but but I want to tell you that A word that I've thrown around here a little bit is the word censorship. You know, we've already undergone some of that. But folks, this has always gone on with the people of God. God's word and God's people have always been troubled by the world censoring uh, the truth and trying to do this. And this is what Paul was saying when we were in Macedonia. Our flesh went through all kind of trouble. And everywhere we went, we fought something. And within were fears, he said. So inside, we were full of fear. We had fear uh, that it didn't stop us and it didn't paralyze us, but fear was present. And again, I'm telling all of us here, all of us there, that fear is present, but fear never has to have ownership in my life in your life. It's just a human thing sometimes but God didn't give us the spirit of fear, so we don't have to cave to the spirit of fear. Even though it's present, we don't have to be owned by it. Nevertheless, verse 6 says, God, that comforteth those that are cast down, comforted us by the coming and the comfort that Titus brought with him. So, I started by telling you that God comforts us, but God also uses us to do comforting for Him on His behalf. And whether you are, as the Scriptures just describe, you feel downcast or you're out, and you, you feel like you are under the bus, so to speak, you don't have to worry because He's the God of all comfort, the Bible tells us. The Bible says this and reiterates this in the first chapter of 2 Corinthians, the third verse. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of, check this out, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. What do you mean by all comfort, Opie? I mean the God of all comfort. All the time in all things that pertains to my life, your life, and things in this world. The God of all comfort. He specializes in comfort. And verse 4 goes on to read, Who comforts us in all of our troubles. If you were here, I would get you to say all. All. All of our troubles. It doesn't mean almost all or all except for the ones that are embarrassing all except for the ones that we brought on. Our, he said, all, I comfort you in all of your troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. David knew this well because he's talked about it in the 71st chapter of Psalms. He said, you shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Can you imagine that, walking through what we're all walking through now in this day? And it hadn't even gotten started really yet. And I know that's hard to imagine, but man, people are just now getting warmed up. They're about to let the people of God have it. And this is not really a a happy thing that people like to hear, but it's a truthful thing. And this is why we need to rest assured that we've got a God that comforts us, on all sides, he's the God of all comfort in all things, everything, all the time. And he said in the 14th chapter of John, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. New King James even says, I won't leave you like an orphan, but, but I'll be a constant, I'll be like a caretaker. I'll be like a guardian. I'll be like a parent. I will not leave you comfortless. That's what a good mama, a good daddy does. They comfort their children. They let their children know it's going to be all right. Don't matter if it's a boo-boo or if they're undergoing surgery at the Shriners Hospital. I will not leave you, hallelujah, the Lord says, comfortless. I will come to you. A lot of times we hear scriptures about going to God and He won't cast us out. But I'm telling you, we serve a God, praise the Lord, that won't leave us comfortless and he'll come to where you are. You don't have to do all the running. In fact, he's already outrun us years ago when he ran up an old hill and was allowed, uh, allowed men to nail him to a cross. He's already outrun us. He's already come to us and he'll come to you now in whatever you're going through with. And we like all this God comforting us. But I want to tell you this. I've already talked about it, but God also said that there's another part of this that we've already read about. He said that I use you and I need you to comfort for me. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, reading verses 2, 6, and 7, he said, and he sent Timothy our brother and minister of God and our fellow laborers in the gospel of Christ to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Now, I want to let you know that the time that, that I thought I'd never see in my life that I'm living in with all of you God needs His body. God needs His people to know this, that we have got to change our mind. The Bible tells us that we've got to cast down vain imaginations. We've got to take our mind and put them on things above, not things below. But we've also got to build up ourselves on our most holy faith, and we've got to remember that God's always there to comfort us But equally, he needs each of us, all of us. He needs us to be there on guard 24-7 so that we can comfort others. And a lot of our comforting comes from inside the house of God to the body of Christ. We've got to comfort what the world's not going to do it. The world is not going to do what the body can only do. And that's comfort and care, and be there for each other. The Bible says that in order for some people to be established, it's going to hinge on you comforting somebody else. You, you, you've got to learn this. This life is not about me. This life is about me helping you get to where you need to be because God's been so good to me to get me to the place I am, and so what do I do? I always, I'm not paying it forward. I'm really paying it backwards because He's already done it for me. He's already blessed me. I understand what He's doing for me all the time. When I'm alone, when I'm in a crowded room, not really a crowded room now, but when I'm around other people, God is always taking care of me, so He needs me to always take care of other people for Him. That might be the only reason we're here right now on this earth just to do some comforting from people because it is. Things are about to change and things are going to escalate. Things are going to keep escalating until the rapture of the church, until we're ushered into tribulation when that, that period comes on this earth. Whether we're here, whether we're not here, people get into all those discussions all the time. All I know is to be ready because in an hour, I don't think so, that's when he's going to Call for me, and he's going to call for the church. So, I want to tell you that the word comfort is spoken of by Isaiah. In the 40th chapter, the very first verse, the prophet Isaiah said this. He said, comfort ye. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. So, we, we are really where we could jaw with people all the time. We are where we could fuss with people. We could set people straight. We could tell them what the deal is. But that's not God's will. God's will is for me to comfort people. There's a time when we're told in Scripture that we are to correct people and there's a, 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 a way to do that the Bible tells us. But we do things with grace and love, and, but we do it according to God's Word. But our mandate from the Lord is to comfort people. The Lord God said to comfort people. And I want to tell you that there are some people that you may not like. there's some people that you may not get along with. There are some people that you may really despise. But, folks, I want you to understand this. You may not know what they're going through with. You may not understand what's happening in their life. And it might be a person that you've even avoided because of how they've treated you, how they've done you. And we've all walked down these roads. I I know we all have. So I'm not overlooking anybody's uh, hard times at all. But these are the people, you know, the Bible talks about if you do something good to people that's done something bad to you, you you will heap coals of fire. On their head, and and you will just frustrate the enemy because he thought he had this thing locked up in a bag. But over in the second book of Corinthians, in the second chapter, verse 7, the Bible speaks about doing this. We've got to be willing to just comfort people so that, on the contrary, you ought rather to forgive. Not only forgive people, so we, we say, Well, I forgive them. No, it's, it requires a head-on collision sometimes. Forgive them and comfort these people is what the Bible says because this person actually could be swallowed up with some kind of devastating news and you are the last person they are expecting because they know what they did to you, how they treated you. And see, this shows you how you are growing in the Lord. When you can return good for evil, You look like Jesus right then more than any other time. And and I want to show you how we have to do this. I've got something that I I want to just draw your attention to. And I know these things comes in all kinds of shapes and colors and sizes. This one right here, I really like it because it reminds me of one that was at my grandma's house about... Forty years ago it, it looks just like one in, in a back bedroom she had and and this is actually a comforter and this reminds me of of kind of that comforter that, that she had because you know on a on, we've got some cold days but you could wrap up in that comforter and it would feel so good it would be warm and, and it would do the job. And that that's what God is to me, and that's what God is to you right now. He is a comforter, and and He's warm. He knows when you are going through an ordeal. He knows when you might be cold and indifferent because of just things in life, and, and maybe you're not where you used to be, But but He's a comforter. There was a song that we grew up singing, and and it was sung a lot at church. It just says, he's my comfort when I'm weary. He's my shelter in the storm. He's my armor when I'm in battle. And in the cold, he keeps me warm. He's a comforter. And this is what God is to me and you. He is a comforter. And we read about the upper room and the day of Pentecost. And we know about the, when, the, when the, the fire fell, a lot of people say. But, but you know... The whole story there. And one of the many things that he does is he comforts us. He comforts us and he takes us through all kinds of walks of life that we may find ourselves in. He takes us down roads that we never thought we would see. He takes us down situations that we never thought that we would make it through. But he's able to comfort us through all these things. But I'm going to tell you what the deal is. In order for us to be a comfort to somebody else, you know, I could, I could comfort you today or I could, I could comfort uh, Barbara would be sitting right there. I, I could comfort Barbara right there. But I have to be intentional about being a person that gives comfort and, and gives some kind of relief to people. And the only way I can do that, I can't leave my comfort at home I've got to take it with me every day. I've got to wake up and say, well, you know what? God might need me. And another word we use sometimes is encourage, but comfort. You know, we do this a lot when people suffer loss in their family. And, and I'm afraid, I'm afraid that there's going to be a lot of comforting that that's going to take place in this church this year, in our region, and in our country Possibly all over the world. There's going to be a great need for a lot of comforting to go on So we need to understand who that's going to come from because there's a lot of things that The people of God are about to be not only entrusted with but expected to carry out for God And and we've got to remember We always want to call people out on everything that they do wrong and what's wrong with this person We get involved in things like politics and all the other things going on in this world. And we do it, and we keep doing it, but we don't realize there are scriptures that tells us that we've got to be the hands and feet of Jesus, but we've also got to be a person that takes care of people. It might be my comfort that helps somebody get out of their situation and gets them to a place where they will surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to share the thing with you that I told you at the beginning of this message that I wanted to share with you. But before I, it's a video clip, and before I I share that with you, I want to talk to you for just a second about something that, you need to be aware of and that is the level of comfort that God's about to give the body of Christ but the level of comfort that the body of Christ is going to have to rest in and walk in and actually give back to this world and you can, you can misquote me you can misunderstand me you can even say that I'm blowing things out of proportion. It does not matter to me at this point. Forever, the Bible tells us that anybody, in fact, in the 12th chapter of Genesis, you don't, don't worry about this on your screen, the Bible says that I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Talking about Israel. As we get closer and closer to the Antichrist stepping onto the scene, and I'm not getting involved in a lot of the things that I've talked about since August, but there's something that I cannot let uh, go and sweep this under the rug. But for a long time, the United States of America has been a friend and a dependable ally. the nation of Israel there is no question in my mind that God has not held the restrainer away from our country this long or, or, or kept the restrainer in place rather this long because of our faithfulness and our prayers and our devotion for that nation that God said if you bless them I will bless you. But the Bible lets us know in the prophet Zechariah's writing. And you can also read about this in the prophetical books as well. Revelation, Daniel Zechariah said in the 12th chapter, he said that there's a day coming that I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people and all that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces. But listen to this part. Though all the people of the earth shall be gathered against it. And we are getting very close to that time. I know up until now we have, but things are different in our country now, and they're going to continue to be different. I don't care what you've heard. I don't care what you think. I don't, I don't, again, I don't care what you think that. I know or I don't know. But when I read something in the Bible and then I, I, I see it happening, you don't have to make a neon sign for me, folks. But we are about to cut our ties, not, not the church. We're going to continue to love Israel and pray for Israel and be an ally for Israel. Even if our country goes crazier and, and our country is, But I want to show you, this is about a two-minute clip. Now this might, and what's going to happen is what you're going to see on this video is going to let you know that people are going to continue to paint Israel as a villain, as a thief, and everything else Just to get the consent of the people, not only of this country, but all countries to do what the Bible said and turn their backs. And I know this sounds like this is unrelated to the message, but it's not. And after you watch this video, I'll try to wrap it up and tell you why the Lord laid this on my heart to share right now. So we're going to show you the video. So watch, and it's a small screen, but I want you to listen.
1: Choose in order
0: to... Don't you stick things in my face.
1: A pro-Israeli advocate knocked a camera out of the hands of Alison Weir, president of the Council for the National Interest Foundation. The group just finished their press conference on what they call unjustifiable U.S. aid to Israel. The two sides met when the press club scheduled a pro-Israeli news conference to follow, held in the same room. The altercation illustrates heightened tensions on differing views regarding America's relationship with Israel. The Council for the National Interest Foundation wants Americans to know how much of their tax dollars are going to Israel. $3 trillion. That's including a massive amount of direct money to Israel, then a lot of hidden costs CNIF alleges Israel receives so much aid and special treatment because the U.S. Congress is controlled by APAC, America's pro-Israeli lobby. Executive Director Philip Girardi says Israel spends a lot of money on U.S. elections. There are many Israeli PACs and they do give a lot of money very selectively to congressmen that they want to support. The Council for the National Interest Foundation says many members of Congress fear if they don't always side with Israel that they will face retaliation in their own re-election campaigns. If a congressman uh, crosses the Israel lobby by voting against aid for Israel or voting against some, some uh, legislation that Israel favors, they very often will find that the next time they're running for office, there will be a candidate put up against them who is very well funded. Giraldi is a former CIA counterterrorism expert. He questions why America gives aid to Israel when Israel conducts more espionage for profit against the U.S. than any other U.S.-friendly country. They steal military technology, they steal uh, information that is useful for uh, telecommunications. Retired Lieutenant Colonel Karen Kotowski works at the Pentagon and says Israel receives preferential treatment. We do not question what the Israelis want. Katowski believes America is beginning to take more interest in U.S. foreign policy in the Middle East, in large part due to tough economic times. More and more Americans want to
0: know... Little by little, there's going to be more of this. And you will see the allegiance of our country dissolve... And it doesn't matter what else happens, but the Bible's going to be fulfilled, folks. Things are going to quickly unravel this year, and again, I don't know when the Lord is going to return. I don't know that. But I want to tell you this, that as we see things like this go down, and by the way, I just watched like a four-minute video today uh, of a... Uh, a, a legislator, uh, believe it or not, it was a Democratic uh, legislator, I think, from Michigan that was trying to fight against a $3 trillion uh, bill uh, for aid for, peop- for countries outside of our country like Russia, Syria, uh, parts of the Taliban, all kind of other people that we know are completely against us but but there's no there's no uproar about that and and believe it or not this guy was trying to be an advocate against it because of what three trillion dollars for countries that have tried to take us out that have killed american citizens and all this so what's the point what's that have to do with comfort I'm telling you because we are about to lose our mind in this country and you're going to see more. That's why I keep telling you that all of you who live in a shell and the past few of your life, the only thing you, you really know, and I'm not being mean or ugly here, but I've told you for a long time and give you documented evidence the coronavirus is a speck on a huge puzzle And all of it's connected together and all of it is tied back to this blessed book right here. And so as you see things that the Bible says that men's heart is going to fail them for fear, you need to know about the comfort of God. You don't need to surrender to fear. You need to rest and you need to relax because this church is going to be busier this year working for God in very creative ways more than since we have since 1997 we're going to do it with whomever whatever we have we are rebuilding this church we are doing things here we're doing things at that com- at that campus and we're going to be a people of Comfort, I don't care what they roll out, what they say. We're not going to be deceived. We're going to do what God has told us to do, and we're not going to be duped like the rest of the world and a lot of professing Christians. We're not going to do it. But it is going to get worse in the eyes of the world, so the church has to be comforted, and the church has to be prepared to give comfort. And that's when revival will take place. I know, I know. That's not what I logged on for. But you need to receive this today because this is what God has us hearing and He's prepping us. He's been prepping our church and any church that is doing what He says to do. It's time to get ready for war because the troops are about to unload and the people of God that's going to face what Paul and these people face with trouble on every side and their flesh going through stuff. So we've got to be able to receive the comfort and we've got to give the comfort. I want to pray right now. God, I I need for you to help us all to see that you loved us enough just not to die for our sins, but you loved us enough to comfort us. We are going to see things of great magnitude and great proportions, Lord, like like we've never witnessed, we're going to see it, Lord. And if we don't know that you are there to comfort us on every side, we may get so distracted or so full of fear that we completely run away from you instead of running to you and resting in green pastures, Lord. Lord. You sometimes have to make us lie down in green pastures. You do that with physical setbacks. Sometimes you allow things to take place that force us to to let you take care of us, to let you comfort us. Sometimes you have to sit and watch our hearts be broken so you can be there to hold us and comfort us. And then in return, Lord you take us from those growing moments and you use us to comfort others. So Lord, help the body to know that the comfort is there. Help the body, oh Lord, to be the church, to be the sanctuary, Lord, that we've got to be to the world and we've got to be preparing ourselves for right now, God because we're about to see things, and we may see wrath from heaven, Lord, before it's over with on our earth, and help us to know what our job is ahead of time, and you've done that, Lord. So God, we thank you, and we praise you, and I bless you for the comfort that you give us all in the name of Jesus. If you are where you can close your eyes, I want you to do that, you're at home or you're in a break room at work, I want you just to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to know that the Lord, whatever you are facing or have faced, the Lord God is a comfort. He's a constant companion. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And whatever this life may bring it'll never be able to steal that away from us God's able to do things that well the Bible says he even gives us peace that passes our own understanding and I know from personal experience that God does that in a way that it's just hard to to understand. I can't tell you how many times that nobody could help me. Nobody could help me. I love my wife to death. But sometimes it's been so, so much of an attack or the enemy's tried me in many ways, and it's been almost more that I could bear, and I would find myself being comforted by the Lord and nobody else. People prayed for me. People loved me. People laid hands on me. But it was the comforter. I remember one time a long time ago, Several years ago, people prayed. going through a hard time at this church, and I came right here. There were some green steps at the time behind me, and I just turned some praise music on. And a few minutes after I was here, and I just curled up in a knot on those steps, It it was like, it was like this comforter. It's just a warm feeling came over me. And I hadn't had that in days and weeks up into that. And that was the Lord. And I know what that did for me. And I know that God has used many people to do that. And God needs us. He needs me to be that sanctuary. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary for somebody. Prepare me. Folks, I want to be a positive, positive preacher. I really do. But sometimes being a positive spokesperson for the Lord is just telling the truth of the hour and i thank god that he is a comforter right now i thank god that he prepares us for the battle ahead the road ahead and out of all the words he could say he chooses to say i'm a comforter i'm the god of all comfort i comfort you on every side you won't go through anything that god doesn't have enough of a comforting hand to hold over you and around you That's the kind of God He is. God can comfort all of us. It doesn't matter if we need a financial comforting, we need a physical, or we've had an attack on our mind, or we're just afraid of what we hear all the time around us. He's the God of all comfort. And He's able to meet your need in that capacity He's able to do it right now. And you know what I found out? All I had to do was just receive it. It was there the whole time. I just had to let him be my comfort. I had to let him do that for me. He said, I'm there. I'm there to do it. I'll run to you, Jesus said. I'll run to you just so I can comfort you. Will you let him do that for you this morning? Will you let the Lord do that? That's all he wants to do. God gets so much of a bad rap, but he's a good God. You see, he's a comforting God. He's not here to throw you out and get rid of you. He's a good comforting God. But you've got to, re- you've got to believe him and who he is and you've got to receive it. And then you've got to do what he needs you to do. See, the world's, they're expecting us to be what they're trying to make us, insensitive, homophobic, uh, that we're not tolerant people. I'm telling you all through the Bible, the people of God has been the most tolerant people. He's commanded us to love those that, that treat us wrong, that persecute us, they spitefully use us, that they... Say all manner of evil against us. We're the most loving group and ours is sincere because ours come from a redeemed heart. He uses us to comfort the people that don't even want us to get near them. God still uses us. And God wants to comfort you right now. If you are in sin and you've not asked Jesus, see, I'm preaching this to you right now, but the truth is also that the Lord could call us home right now. He could do it. And you don't want to be left. You don't want to be left. You will be left if you're not ready. And see, the world is in fast forward mode right now. They're preparing all of the people, preparing people to get ready for the mark of the Antichrist so that he can... Declare Himself as God in the temple and and just profane the most holy place and the most holy thing. That's what all this is about. Uh, Everything from virus to to pandemics to uh, all of those things. Vaccines and social distancing. uh, herd immunity. All the buzzwords that you're sick of. It has a purpose. It's part of a greater plan. It is everything. And it's going to happen like it's been happening, like we've been told. Every phase, the people that, that have listened, we've heard and we've watched it unfold, just like people that's already been labeled and borderline almost executed, like they've said. It's all playing out. But we've got to be the people of God, you see. And we've got to know, God's going to continue to do His job. Don't be left behind. Be a part of the solution. Don't be caught up in the problem that's going to be here and literally have hell to pay if you're not saved. So all you have to do is say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me, Lord. I I need that. I need that forgiveness, but I need that comfort he's been talking about. I have to have that. I've tried drugs. I've I've tried relationships that are wrong. I've tried running. I've tried seclusion. I've tried it all, and it doesn't bring me this. If you'll just say that, say, Lord, save me. Save me. The Bible says he'll do it. You can text the word saved on the screen to the number there. But listen, Jesus will save you. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I want to be saved. I realize I'm watching this program right now today because of my condition. I usually don't have time to do this, but God, you're speaking to me. And now I want to pray for you, but I also want to pray for people that that you need you might be a believer you might be part of this church or you might be part of something or you might be going through loneliness right now i'm telling you that there's a god on all sides that's able to comfort you nobody around you may not have this going for them but you my child hallelujah in the name of jesus god can comfort you father in the name of jesus I pray, Lord, for people everywhere. I pray for people watching, Lord. Their hearts are ripped to shreds. They don't know what to do. They have been, Lord, on the edge for almost a year now or even longer, God. And I pray that they would allow the God of all comfort, Lord. I pray, Lord, they would allow you to comfort them. I pray God in the name of Jesus Lord that we would do our Lord our Christian duty but our honor Lord to be your hands and feet and comfort help us to see Lord that right now when we make our minds up we're preparing ourselves to be that sanctuary and God just like we've seen as well we can run to you at any time Lord and you'll comfort us You won't turn us away. You won't turn us down. You won't be too busy, Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. God heal, restore, comfort. And oh, God, let the bride... Prepare herself, Lord. Help us to make ourselves adorned, Lord. Hallelujah. God, I pray that we would be about your business this week. I pray, Lord, that we would let these words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. Father anoint us help us not to listen to this world God help us to resist the devil Lord and I know you've asked me to ask the people several times now but Lord a lot of ways resisting comes in is turning something off that's not of you turning news off social media Lord That is so biased, Lord. God, I pray that we would understand you're going to use us and you're going to comfort us. Be with these people, bless them, give them peace, make your face shine on them, Lord. I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you'd be gracious, oh Lord, to us. God and I, I, just, I, Lord, I also pray that we would be wise in the Word, and we would walk in the newness that only You give, and we give You praise. I just want to tell you that I love You. This church, we we love You. People are doing what they are doing, coming early, preparing. Praying, getting ready. So so that we can do what we're doing right now. This is not something that we take lightly. There's a lot of people that, that love you enough to prepare a service like this so that so that we can do what God's called us to do for us too late. So let's all of us join together and do our parts. Unless the Lord returns, we'll see you back online wednesday and then a week from today next sunday listen i want to see you back if you are sick or symptomatic or been around somebody please be wise and be respectful get well so you can come and jump in and be a part okay god bless you we love you and let's let's go comfort somebody in jesus name i love you